On this episode of the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, we sit down with James Michener to uncover exactly how to find deals as a realtor and build a seven-figure real estate business doing so. Welcome to the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where we provide actionable steps to help you get your first or next real estate deal. Now, during this next episode, you're going to discover exactly how to find real estate deals as a realtor. Now, for those of you who are new, my name is Sean Young, today's host, and I love all things real estate. Now, before I introduce you to our incredible guest speaker today, I want to make a request that if at any point in the show, you like what you're hearing, please give us a thumbs up or subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And make sure to take a look in the description of this episode as we've packed it with thousands of dollars in free resources. Now, guys, today we have the privilege to learn from a man whose biggest success prior to his career in real estate was working as a banker at Wells Fargo and as a recruiter at Grand Canyon University. But all that changed when he decided he when he decided that he learned that he could make real estate be something that he could use as a living and get two birds in one stone doing so. He's going to let us know what all that means in just a second. I would describe our next guest as passionate. I'd like to introduce you guys to the one, the only, James Mitchner. James, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Hey, Sean. Looking forward to it. So I uh, aspire to be uh, like you one day when it comes to coaching and mentoring people. I think you do a great job. So thank you for having me on. Brother, that, that is awesome. Thank you for those kind words. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your value with our audience here. So, so James, Absolutely. can you give our, our audience a little bit about your background? Like, you know, where are you from and how did you even get started in real estate? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up uh, with a single mom and a uh, one sibling, a brother, and uh, we grew up in uh, low income housing. And uh, so kind of grew up on the lower end of the spectrum. Right. So rags to riches is what, it, is what everybody likes to call me, <laughs> my situation. So, um, you know, I grew up in uh, Prescott, Arizona, went to school here, college, left for a little bit. Um, did some, I taught English in Taiwan, did some backpacking through Thailand, then worked with our wounded warriors, uh, military group down in, uh, Mexico for about a month and a half for their journey with the Baja 1000, uh, came back into town and, uh, I had my real estate license at that point in time. I just, uh, needed to take a little break and kind of do some stuff for myself after leaving Grand Canyon University. So, um, I, uh, was my guardian father, who I moved in with when I was 14, was a real estate broker, uh, still is. He doesn't practice as much, but I got to see what his day-to-day -day work work was like and how he was able to build passive income through investing. Uh, he ended up uh, retiring at the age of 55 with uh, 24 doors. And while my friends that were, their dads were CEOs, doctors making great money, he was retired 10 years earlier than them, right? And even before that, he was slowing down and able to kind of do what he wanted. So I saw that blueprint 
and uh, we were sitting at the the kitchen table. I said, why did you get into real estate? And he said, well, you know, if I, I always enjoyed sales and if I was going to do sales, I wanted to do something that was going to make good money, but get me in the realm of investing as well. So at that point in time, I decided to put all my eggs in one basket and start doing real estate. So uh, my first six months in real estate, I followed what my brokerage had said, which was, you know, do open houses, send emails and letters to your sphere of influence, call your friends, family, let them know that you're in the business. Uh, I did that for six months and uh, made zero money at real estate. I was actually flipping cars in order to get myself going and watching my friend's dogs a couple nights a week at her house. So um, fast forward that, I stopped selling the cars uh, and uh, talked to a real estate coach. He said, you need to get sit on your butt and dial for for." three to four hours a day. And I'm like, oh man, I just did that Grand Canyon University. I'm not willing to do that. Fast forward again, um, a couple months later, I run into him. He's like, how's your business doing? I'm like, terrible. He's like, when are you going to start calling? I said, I'll do it tomorrow and see if this actually works. <laughs> so I dove in, started doing my cold calling, some door knocking, um, did 24 deals in six months. So from July 1st uh, was my first closing. And to the end of December, I closed 24 deals made 50 grand. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Right. Uh, I remember my first commission check was $5,500. I told my wife, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I could do 10 of these a month, that's 50 grand, you know, a little over 50 grand. I want, I want this. So I started uh, dialing down on my system, started practicing my scripts, calling as many people as I could change my scripts into what I felt comfortable with and what was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second year I did uh, 180 sales made 300 grand my third year uh, sorry sorry 90 sales my third year I did about 175 made 300 grand and then I separated from my real estate partner at that time and I said I'm only gonna shoot for making 250 grand spend more time at my house and not be so stressed out and uh, that year I ended up doing uh, about 143 deals by myself making 600 grand. And then I started building my team after that. Um, and, you know, 600 grand turned into 775, 896. And then the last couple of years, over a million dollars a year in commissions. Nice. Um, at that same time, I, me and my wife, we live pretty frugally. I mean, we still live our lives really well. We're just not trying to keep up with the Joneses. So, you know, we were able to live off 40 grand a year. And uh, all that money I was making, uh, it's just sitting in the, the bank account. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to follow my guardian father's blueprint that he set. So I started buying investment properties. Now I'm up to 21 doors. Uh, 14, soon to be 16 of those will be paid off with a passive income through hard money notes and rentals of about uh, a little over $300,000 gross. So net would probably be about two seventy. dollars And I've just been plugging away ever since. Man, that that is a phenomenal story, James. Congratulations on on such success. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. And honestly, it only took me six years to get to be financially, I mean, honestly, probably four years to be financially free, but uh, about six years to really get to an income that, you know, I could still be saving a lot of money and investing at the same time and had the portfolio going. So if you grind and you put everything into something for five years, mm-hmm. that'll change the trajectory of your entire life. 100% agree with that. Yeah. James, James, I, I agree with that 100%, brother. 
let me ask you something. Uh, before we dive into the steps on, on, on how finding real estate deals, you know, as a realtor has helped you reach the seven figure per year mark, you know, you contribute a lot of your ability, your a lot of your success to your ability to be disciplined with time blocking and getting out of your comfort zone. You know, why do you think this has played such yeah. a big role with your success? Because if you don't, if you're not disciplined in your own business, then other people have control of your schedule. And I never wanted that to happen, right? I learned pretty quickly that the listing, uh, the listing leads were the ones that were going to get me the freedom I wanted in my life mm -hmm. and uh, provide me with the amount of time I needed to get additional closings. Um, so what I did is I set up a schedule where I'd be in the office by at some sometimes I was in the office by 630 getting my calling and my dialer going before I started switching over just some different systems, which I can go into later if you want to dive into that. Um, but get into the office 630. I would start my calls at 745 and I would dial until about 1130, 1145 and then go into door knocking. But I would save my appointments to be anywhere from two to you know 8 p.m. in the evening. So my day was constantly time blocked and that led me to be able to take complete control of my schedule. Um, I didn't, I mean, you could even ask my brokers back then when they would try to knock on the door and come in. I was like, no, 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 I'm doing my, my calls right now. I can't be interrupted. So that was a, that right there saying no to people interrupting me and, and trying to take over my schedule was probably my biggest thing thing and just staying disciplined with the activities that I knew were going to generate income and then uh, just saying no to other opportunities I know would take away from me. Wow. I, I love it, man. That that's that is definitely dedication and uh, yeah. focus, focus, you know, breeds success. So they they go hand in hand. Guys, what makes the, the, the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast show unique is that each and every show comes with a detailed, actionable, step-by-step -step plan on how to get your first or next deal or how to do what our guest speakers are presenting. That way, you can pull these steps out of the show, create a blueprint on exactly how to implement what they're covering today. Now, all you guys have to do today is visit the link that James is going to provide for us in the description to get some of the key takeaways and some of the free resources and gifts that he has generously allowed us to provide for you guys today. And as many of you all know, our podcast is a show that allows our guests to break down exactly what they do. So be sure to check in the description of this episode because there will definitely be a link to be able to reach out to our guest speaker directly as well. So, James, let me ask you something. It sounds like you hit the ground running. Did you have any early struggles? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I uh, I went on a few listing appointments with other people in my brokerage. And uh, the way they were doing them, I just didn't feel super comfortable with it, right? It just wasn't the way I wanted to sell. Mm -hmm. So I had my guardian father go with me on my fourth listing appointment. And I saw how he handled it, right? He was just genuine, laid back, presented the information and was just being a human being and not a salesperson. So I started taking that approach and was able to start landing listings. At the same time, when you start building that success, I had a lot of people throwing rocks at me, right? Like, oh, he only lists mobile homes. He only lists low-end properties. He's not going to go anywhere. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of fueled me a little bit. Um, when I was competing with other agents that had been in this, the industry longer than I had and were older. So at that time, I was 26, 27 years old. The average age in my town is about 56. So I was competing with 
uh, more experienced real estate agents, uh, agents that looked older than I was. I, I mean, I, I looked like a kid. The picture that you're that uh, you probably saw on my Zoom was when I was just beginning. So I looked young, right? Um, but I was able to overcome that with just confidence and the sales knowledge that I had obtained through each and every sale. Mm -hmm. So um, so that was a big struggle then, right? Was the age because of the population that we have here in Prescott. The other thing that was tough was knowing when to scale, right? So when do I hire a transaction coordinator? When do I hire an assistant? When do I hire the buyer's agent? And all that took place probably at the perfect time. But then along the way, you lose transaction coordinators, you lose team managers and whatnot. So you have to readjust from that and make sure that you're on top of your business. Um, I think the other thing I, you know, struggles I dealt with was burnout, right? I mean, when you're working for four years, seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., that gets a little exhausting. And then you start adding kids, investments and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I just had to recalibrate, realize what was working for me and uh, just keep pushing. My guardian father always told me, make hay while the sun shines because this market's not going to last forever. So what I did is I just put my head down and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing because I knew I only had a certain amount of time to reach that goal before things got really hard. So a little bit of that was luck because of when I was starting in the market, a lot of that was just hard work and determination. And then the other part to that was good planning, right? So not taking that income and spending it on cars or a big house that was just going to take everything from me. My wife luckily was on board and we had a lot of talks about what our plans were and what I wanted to do and um, what what we could help each other do to achieve that. So luckily she was on board. She's not a big spender. Uh, and she was always extremely supportive of me in my real estate career, which was huge because I think a lot of times you start making that kind of money. One of the spouses wants to, you know, overspend or kind of be like, wow, we just made, you know, a hundred grand this month. We should go on a big trip or buy a new nice car. Right. So we took everything in stride. And, uh, I always tell everybody always asked, how are you so successful? And mine entire career i've told them it's because my wife is supportive of what i'm doing and she has my back on every single thing i'm doing so i think the biggest thing that people can do is be on the same page with their spouse know what those goals are and be on board with going and attacking those goals because i moved her five or six times in different houses right so luckily she was on board with that but we wanted that owner financing for the for the investments. Um, and then the work schedule, she was okay with me working as much as I was because we we're young. We we're, uh, she knew that the market wasn't going to last that, uh, forever. So there's going to be a time where there's going to be some time to breathe, which is kind of right now, actually, this last year, I've taken a little bit of a step back, breathe, look at the investments and started really trying to, uh, run my team and, uh, change other people's lives. Um, it was about two years ago that I had some pretty bad burnout and uh, I realized, man, I just, I can't be taking, you know, five, six to 10 listings a week, manage all of that and uh, be able to be a good father and good husband. So I started scaling, scaling myself out a little bit. And then um, one of my biggest ahas was I took down three listings in one day. Right. And I was like, Oh, pretty jazzed about it, but it wasn't, it wasn't feeling the same that that same day, I had two of my team members call me and tell me how much I've changed their lives. I've been 
improve their lifestyle and improve their business. And the way that made me feel, I wanted more of that, right? I wanted more. So I started investing more into my team. I started uh, getting better systems in place, getting, uh, you know, the staff that I have in place right now to support them. And I just came to the realization that I love helping other real estate agents be successful in their business because it's, it's hard, you know, at the end of the day, it's a really, really tough business to be in. So. Absolutely, James. I, I have definitely heard. I, I'm not licensed and um, I've never had an, in, an interest to want to be licensed, but I've heard that uh, it is a tough it is a tough uh, cookie to, you know, to, to crack sometimes if you don't have, you know, the proper knowledge, the proper mindset and the proper resources that it can be tough. So, I mean, hearing your story and hearing, you know, how you've triumphed and, and how much work you put in, how much, you know, diligent effort, discipline, dedication it actually took. Um, it, it's amazing. So again, hats off to you for that, brother, because that, that's not an easy task to 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 achieve to where to get to the level to where you are now. Yeah, and if you look at stats uh, when it comes to real estate agents, eighty percent of the people that get their license in the first two years drop out, and then another eighty percent drop out after five years. So it's a really and that might even be higher now at ninety percent. And now that we're transitioning into a new market it's just going to be tougher and tougher. So you're going to have to persevere. But I started in a market very similar to this, mm-hmm. except for people didn't have equity in their house, right? And they were afraid of of being, they were afraid to buy because they were afraid of real estate with what had happened to everybody else. And you're going to a listing appointment and somebody maybe has like $15,000 of equity in there. So you got, you got to price it correctly. You got to make sure that they're happy with what you're doing or not be able to take the listing at all because they would have to come up with cash out of pocket um, because the market was just so different back then. Fast forward a year, the, uh, the increase in the um, property values start going up. It gets a little bit easier. People start getting excited. And then all of a sudden you see a feeding frenzy on real estate. And it was just unreal how that exploded. So what I'm telling everybody right now, my students, my team members, and other people that are interested in getting into real estate is take advantage right now, hire a coach, get, watch YouTube videos, do everything that you can because this runs in cycles. So we might be in this for a year to three years, right? But if you build that that foundation of skill set, by the time it ramps back up, you're going to be able to take advantage of the market just like I did. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, so that's awesome, James. So um, are you licensed currently in multiple states or, or just in Arizona right now? You focus in Arizona. No, just in Arizona. And I only work the areas from uh, Black Canyon City, which is just north of Phoenix, up to Flagstaff, that area. So I'm not really touching Phoenix. I just didn't want to spread myself that thin. Okay. All right. Definitely understand. James, let's go ahead and dive into the steps that someone would need to take, especially a realtor, because it it sounds like that's who you are, are, um, you know, basically kind of speaking to out here is folks who, who are licensed who can maximize that license, you know, what are some of the first steps that they need to take to start to become an investor or get on getting into the investment side of the business? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, Obviously you want to get your license if you want to be a real estate agent, right? If you want to be an investor, I would suggest you set up an LLC and uh, get, get any legal advice that you can. Um, The second thing I would do, which I wish I would have done earlier because one of my friends here in town did this is he hired a coach right away. 
right? I was a little bit more resistant to that. I just didn't have money. And honestly, I thought I could do it by myself. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to take this serious, you need to get in proximity with other people that have done what you want to do. So, and if you can't afford coaching, watch YouTube videos, you know, go out there, get it, get out of your comfort zone. But the number one thing I would say you do is just get started. Don't let analysis paralysis hold you back. Go out there, be genuine, be authentic and get around people that are doing what you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I would agree a hundred percent. What, what marketing techniques are, are, is you, are you and your team currently using right now that are working the best for you? Uh, cold calling and mailing. Okay. So we still do cold calling. We have CRM, we have multiple di uh, line dialer that we use and that's what we've been able to leverage. I think the other thing is social media, right? So posting about what you're doing. A lot of the good deals I got came from friends or clients that had saw me on social media buying other stuff. And they said, hey, I know you just bought that house in you know, Prescott Valley. It needs some work. I got a house that needs work as well. Would you mind taking a look at it, whether you can list it on the market and get it sold or get it to your investors or if you're interested in taking it down yourself? So a lot of those good deals I got were directly from one of my clients or, or friends that needed help to get out of the property. Nice. And then honestly, changing your mindset, right? So I think as a real estate agent or an investor, you got to constantly be thinking about where are those deals, right? If a deal comes to me and the client's saying, I really need to get out of this, maybe listing it is not the right thing for them. Maybe you buying it or partnering with somebody is the best thing. The other thing that you can do is as a real estate agent, and I think this is huge, and I wish I would have done this before. So one is coaching, right? Getting in proximity with other people that are doing what you want to do and that can teach you and have already paid the dumb tax. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I think people should do is learn all the aspects of real estate. So one of the things that I like about this profession or this pro profession is that being a real estate agent allows me to drive in one lane right but in that lane i can put different stuff in my car right i can put fix and flips i can put wholesale i can put uh hard money notes i can put rentals in that and it's not taking me away from what i'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis i'm just adding that in and changing my mindset to look for those different deals it's not like i'm trying to bake cakes and be a real estate agent and i'm being pulled in two different directions so fill your car with as much stuff as you can to move forward and take advantage of everything that comes your way because there's going to be tons of opportunities. So the second thing um, I want to talk about besides the coaching was the number one is number two is uh, learn how to do wholesaling, right? So uh, that's one thing I wish I would have done. I gave a lot of deals to investors that would either keep those deals, turn them into rentals or fix and flip them with uh, one of their family members because they all of a sudden got into real estate and they wanted to give them a deal. Um, so I wish I would have known what wholesaling was that way when I took down the deal or I, or I got wind of it, I would be able to sell that contract and earn more than just a two and a half to 3% commission. Huge, huge. That is yeah. huge for realtors out there. It's unreal. Yep. And, you know, taking a look at all the deals that come your way, because here's the thing. Um, if, if there's a property that you think is pretty well priced, it's not like a slam dunk, but it's right there. Mm -hmm. Like take it down, you know, put that into your rental portfolio, start building that up because at some point in time, you're not going to want to be chasing after wholesale deals, fix and flips or 
other listings or buyers. You're going to want to be able to work your own your your own investments, um, and then you're fully self employed at that point in time. How are you guys taking that down those deals, uh, James? Are, are you personally buying those deals, or are you using funding for that? Uh, I personally take them down. So with the amount of money that I've made in real estate, mm-hmm. I've been able to save quite a bit of money. So I do hard money notes um, with the in, uh, broker that I set up a company, which is Titan Investments. Mm-hmm. And then I pay cash for most of the deals I I uh, buy. So, and they got to make sense. I got to run it by my wife, make sure the cash flows there. Um, but, and especially when the interest rates were low, I w- and everybody always says this, and I knew that I was going to have to say this at some point in time. But I wish I would have bought more properties when the interest rates were at that 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 low, mm-hmm. and those deals were abundant as they were. So um, it's all a mind, a state of mind. Indeed, man. I, I love hearing that. I love hearing how you and your wife are like the dynamic duo. Uh, oh yeah, that that is awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. I couldn't do it without her. So, um, you know, we're. I have a wholesale group as well. So we'll wholesale some of the deals that we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we offer a listing service as well, tied in conjunction with the wholesale deals. So that's okay. really helped out a lot also. Nice, nice. Are, are you guys concerned if the market uh, takes a dip, you know, or, or do you feel like the market has taken a dip right now? I know that the market's taken a dip and it's gone down 20 to 30%, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and has it been tough yeah it's been tough because our transaction count is down you know in some areas it's down 50 percent up here in northern arizona so there's less deals to be had so you have to follow up more you have to be more persistent and you have to make that connection sooner um in terms of being fearful of the market dropping uh no because i've set myself up to where if you know my mother-in-law asked me um, what would you and Shannon do if you weren't able to get a sale for the next six months or so? And, you know, I, uh, looked at her and I said, you know, I don't really have to do any more sales for the rest of my life because we've kept our expenses low. Um, and we have good income coming in from the investments that we set up. So I'm not worried about it. I look at this as an opportunity zone and the majority of my mentors, when it comes to like bigger pockets, cause I met Brandon, um, who was the bigger pockets host and uh, um, Gabriel Hamill, all these guys and the majority of their wealth was built in the last 10 years during the recession. And the majority of a lot of people's wealth was built in, in recession times. It's like uh, what Warren Buffett says, when others are buying, you should not, you should be selling, right? When others are selling, you should be buying. So there's going to be an opportunity. There's going to be a lot of opportunities if you've leveraged yourself and you have the, the uh, capacity and the money to be able to do such, or you understand creative financing. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Do you are, are you a lender as well for for folks out there, for other realtors or investors that are looking to take down some of these properties? Yeah, so we do uh, hard money. So yes, I do own part of a uh, hard money group, mm-hmm. uh, Titan Investments. So we do have that opportunity available to others out there. Um, we're not taking as much risk as we did before. Um, a lot of our deals that we've funded have taken almost like three months longer to, to sell than what we're what we're accustomed to. But yeah, the answer to that is yes. We're just looking at everything um, under a microscope at this point in time. Got it. Okay. Yep. 
James, what's your biggest why? Like, why, why do you do this? Why are you? Why, why'd you get into this business? Why do you do this every day? Um, I do this because it's fulfilling. It's fun, and I can show my kids what hard work will lead to. I do this because I have a lot of people that I support with my team, my admin. Um, you know, I help my grandma out, my mom. Like, there's a lot of people that I'm trying to help out, um, and I do it because I like it. I'm passionate about it. You know, I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine just retiring and sitting around at this point in time. I'm kind of a deal. I'm a deal junkie, you know, in a way. Um, but those deals I take down help a lot of people, my contractors and other people I have employed by myself. And it's building generational wealth, wealth for my kids so they can do what they want to do at the end of the day. And I think the other big part of this is I'm helping other people obtain their goals as along with helping me get to my goal. And I forget who said it, and maybe you will, you'll know, Sean, but uh, there's a quote out there that your your success depends on how how much you've influenced and help others to get to their goal, right? In, indeed. I've heard yeah. that. I've heard yeah. that. Your success is directly uh, tied to how many others, pe- how many other people you're able to help be successful. Something along exactly. those lines. Yep, exactly. And I can't tell you how many of my team members or coaching students have come up to me and been like, dude, you changed my life. Like, it's just been incredible. And they came to me in tears when they joined the team Mm -hmm. that they were struggling. And then they came to me in tears again that their life had changed around. So that is fulfilling. Amazing. Amazing. Man, I, I love it. James, what do you think it, it would is your biggest like lesson that you learned along your journey? Um, man, I've done a lot of growing and a lot of maturing. Um, I think it's, uh, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. And if you do that and you're a good person, then everything should fall into your lap at that point. As long as you're, you're set to your goals and you're set to your schedule. So, you know, I have some of my team members that'll say, you know, I don't want to, do time blocking or whatnot because I want to be as available to my clients as you can. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them and anybody else that says that to me is the more that you control your schedule, the better that'll be for your clients because in the long run, you're going to last longer. You're going to be able to pay more attention to them and you're going to have a more structured life, which is going to make you mentally feel sh- stronger as well and stable. Nice, nice. So just treat people the way you would want to be treated. And be a good person. Great, great. I love that, man. I love it. But James, let me ask you one final question here. Um, what do you think your life w- would have been like if you never would have found real estate and, and you were still doing your, your past job? Oh, dude, I don't even know. I thought about that too. That's funny you brought that up. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. Um, you know, I'd probably be working at the bank or something like that, being some sort of finance, um, and still trying to hustle real estate on the side because it's the number one uh, thing that makes millionaires in the in the United States, right? Is real estate. Real estate. Um, so I'd probably be working at the bank forty to sixty hours a week, and not being able to be there with my family the way I am now. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm glad you're not there, my, brother. My team members. And, yep, I always tell my team members and my coaching students, especially the last six months, I say go to Home Depot walk around, start offering to help people out that are customers there 
and do that for 15 minutes and then imagine yourself doing that for 40 hours a day or 40 hours a week. And then take that feeling of, yeah, I don't want to do this and apply it to your real estate business and start grinding and following the steps that I've been able to prove year after year to success. Great piece of advice, brother. I love that. I love that. James, we have made it to what I like to call the rapid fire session of the show. And this is where I ask you a question and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right, let's go. On a scale of one to 10, how strict were your parents? No, uh, like three. Okay. Get up early or stay up late? No, get up early. Yep. How many hours of sleep do you get? Oh, I love getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Favorite or last book read? Favorite or last book read? That's a really good question. Um, For my real estate business, my favorite book that I've ever read was uh, The Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents by Hal Elrod. And my other favorite personal book that I've read was probably... I don't know, Ghost in the Darkness, which is about those two lions that used to like, or that attacked all those people. I just really like that. I read that on a, a train in Thailand when I was going from the north section to the south section. So nice, nice. Yeah. If you could be any superhero, who would it be? Um, whatever my kids and family would need. No, uh, I would probably be, I know I really like Superman, so I'd want to be Superman. Something everyone should do less of. Drugs. And that includes drinking alcohol. You know, uh, I think a lot of that stuff just holds you back. And uh, yeah. And comparing yourself to other people. Something everyone should do more of. Uh, Be grateful for what they have and help others. Bitcoin, bang or bust? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, if a couple of my friends listen to this, they're probably going to hate me, but I think bust, I'm just not into that <laughs> stuff. I like tangible assets. So, yeah. James, if you had one wish, what, what would that wish be? That my, uh, my family, my kids and my wife stay healthy and happy throughout their entire life. And they're able to be impactful on other people. Love it. Love it, man. James, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners before we get out of here today? Yeah. Um, I think that we've been in a time for the last couple of years, uh, especially as like things have changed in our markets and stuff and not only real estate, I feel like there's a lot of people trying to grab for money and more and more and climb the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they lose sight of that. We're all human beings and we're all going through something. So just remember, as we transition into different periods in time, uh, to go fast, go alone, to go far, go together, right? And I think everybody should go together um, and help one another. Because at the end of the day, you know, if aliens attack or whatnot, we're going to have that unity, but we should have that unity anyways. So, um, you know, smile at everybody, be nice, and uh, see how many people that you can help get reach their goals so you can reach yours. Collaboration over competition, man. I love it. I love it. Yep, absolutely. James, man, I have really enjoyed today's episode. How can our audience and our, you know, our listeners out there get a hold of you uh, to get more information from you? Um, they can reach me on Facebook, which is uh, James Michener, okay. uh, or on Instagram, which is uh, Michener James. 
Okay. Um, and then I also have a email, which is R E Michener, M I C H E N E R zero three at gmail.com. Nice. Nice. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. So our listeners will, will definitely be able to get that. Perfect. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. For James, again, this has been a, a great, great episode. I, I want to thank you one final time uh, for coming on today's show and, and sharing so much valuable information with our listeners today. Thank you so much, Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, Sean. Well, thank you for everything you do and thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You're welcome back here anytime. Perfect. Thanks, Sean. You have a great day, okay? Sure thank thing. You guys. Sure thing. And for our listeners out there, you guys have made it to the end of the show. So give yourselves a pat on the back because most people never finish what they start and you just did. Now, if you guys got any value out of today's show, please share it with a friend or on your Facebook page, like the video, subscribe to our channel and send us topics that you want to learn more about. So until the next episode, you can catch me on any one of my social media platforms. See you guys on the other side. James, see you later, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. With this crown on my head, I'm seated on the throne. The top is so alone. Only thing that keeps me gone is I know my city love me. 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 I know my city love me.